this is John Lawrence with episode 91 of Anesthesia Guidebook, coming to you in January of 2023. I'm so glad to get this show out to you and step into 2023 with the podcast. It has definitely been a minute since the last episode on Anesthesia Guidebook, which was on the environmental effects of Desflurane, and it came out back in early October of 2022, so it's been a few months. So what has been up since then? Quite a bit on my end of things. If you followed the show for any amount of time, you probably heard me talk about serving as the SRNA clinical coordinator at the level one trauma center that I work at, Maine Medical Center. Back in August, I transitioned from that role into becoming the chief CRNA for a group of nearly 100 CRNAs, and I've chosen to invest much of my free time into orienting into that role and finding ways to support and advocate for our group. It's probably been the main reason the podcast slid to the back burner for a few months. My wife and I have also been doing some fairly significant home renovations, and she's also pregnant with our second baby, a little boy who is due in March. She has actually had some complications with her pregnancy that have resulted in a couple of inpatient stays at our hospital, but fortunately she's home and her and the baby are doing just fine as she moves into the third trimester of her pregnancy. So during those short inpatient stays, I quickly gained a newfound respect for all the single parents out there who are trying to make it in training or their careers. Working all day and taking care of a little one at home, our son is 19 months old right now, is just a full tilt, crazy busy schedule. All y'all out there who at times are holding it together by a shoestring and finding time to fit this podcast in wherever you can, I see you. I know you're out there making it happen. Much love for each of you. So needless to say for me, anything that wasn't front and center was pushed to the margins for a bit, including the podcast. You know, but that's how life goes. You got to drop the hammer and take care of business when challenges come and then work to gain a sense of balance whenever you can. It's probably also worth mentioning that my approach to this podcast is a little unique amongst many medical podcasts and that I don't look to make a profit off of it. I don't charge for access by putting up a paywall or creating super special content just for paying listeners. I don't put the audio up on YouTube just to catch random ad dollars that get in the way of you connecting with the content. It's easier now than ever to do that, but it's not something that I plan on doing moving forward. I also avoid paid advertisements on the show to maintain an independent voice free from bias of companies that would want to exert influence on the content being shared or that are just simply irrelevant to what you or I are about or what we're doing. Uh, I want you to be able to access the content here without having to pay for it or without having to listen to annoying advertisements. Uh, but since the show is not a source of income that would enable me to drop my full-time clinical hours as an anesthesia provider, I get to it when I can. A lot of content producers out there work feverishly to generate income from their content, set up businesses around their social media accounts, and then drop their clinical hours as anesthesia providers to focus on their educational or social media offerings. It's not necessarily a bad way to go. It's just not the way that I have gone. I hope what my approach brings to the show and where the value for you comes in is that I'm still in the arena day in and day out. Whether it's supporting my team in this new administrative role as chief CRNA or as a provider in the OR doing cases on a regular basis, these roles are what keep me grounded and connected to 
what the content is that I'm producing here on the show. And, and hopefully that will be meaningful for you. There's an overwhelming number of topics that I want to speak on. There's so much to say about so many things, but producing this on a limited basis focuses the work and hopefully enhances the quality for you. There's a bit of a distillation process that goes on or a bit of a filtering and what I think is important to talk about. It's not just about getting the next week's show out in order to keep up with the schedule. It's about having something to say and then bringing it to you in a way that hopefully you will find meaningful and valuable. So with that said, I want to give a shout out to those of you who have reached out to me over the last couple of months to check in and see if everything is okay, <laughs> which is amazing given that we've never met. Uh, so thank you for you know reaching out to check in and you know also to share with me how much the podcast has meant to you. I really appreciate it. Your emails and social media DMs are very encouraging to me. I also really appreciate the continued positive reviews on Apple Podcasts, and I wanted to share a couple with you uh, right now. So Priscilla Berry drops one back in October reading, John Lorance manages to be both enlightening and entertaining. His podcast is an absolute must for SRNAs at any point in their journey. John has an extremely positive attitude and calm, cool, and collected approach to anesthesia. As a mom of two and a wife... Going through CRNA school isn't easy with all the pressure and impossible challenges of day-to-day -day life of an SRNA. Nonetheless, his podcast is a breath of fresh air that helps put everything into perspective. Priscilla, that is amazing. Thank you so much, and I can't send you enough best wishes uh, in both of your roles, all, all of your roles, as a wife, as a mom of two, and as an SRNA, trying to drop the hammer in CRNA school. So uh, best luck. Keep trucking. Uh, TSRNA just this last week writes, as a current SRNA still getting adjusted to life in the OR, I can honestly say that this podcast has been a lifesaver. I listen to a number of anesthesia-related podcasts, but this is easily my favorite. The guests are always fascinating, and John does a great job. Love it. T, thank you so much. And then lastly, uh, this is my drive to clinical soundtrack for Chris.MacBook. <laughs> he says... Uh, he or she or they, whoever, uh, says, when I'm not re-listening to lectures, I tune in to the Anesthesia Guidebook for a change of pace and some fresh perspective. I appreciate the relaxed yet succinct delivery on all things anesthesia. These are amazing. Thank you so much, y'all. I love also seeing y'all on social media. Emily, a DNAP student at Bryan College of Health Sciences, tagged the podcast as last week with her earbuds in as part of her baby's nap, which is awesome. <laughs> baby sleeping in her arms, listening to Anesthesia Guidebook. So I just can't tell you all enough. I am honored to be part of runs, Peloton rides, commutes, baby naps, and all the other times that you tune in to Anesthesia Guidebook to stay sharp and get your learn on. All right, so what else? Uh, I wanted to talk for a brief minute about stepping into this chief CRNA role. It's been amazing. For one, it's such a humbling experience that I'm incredibly honored to have the chance to work at. It's humbling not because it's like winning a prize or because I got chosen for the role or whatever. It's humbling because there is literally so much to learn and to have the chance to directly support a team of 100 CRNAs, 40 or so physician anesthesiologists, an amazing group of anesthesia techs, and the work that we all do to care for our patients is simply incredible. 
when I rebranded the podcast, changing the name from from the head of the bed to Anesthesia Guidebook, one of the main reasons was to tell a better story, to better encapsulate how I see the work that I do through this platform, which is to support each of you in your role as the true heroes of the story that you're living. Individual anesthesia providers are each on a journey to master their craft and stand in the gap between a bad outcome and a great one for their patients every single day. That is an incredible role to have. Some would even frame it as a calling. It's more than a job, more than even a career. It's an opportunity, a gift. But in saying that, I'm not naive to the challenges that you face as providers. I would say far from it. The stress on providers that broken healthcare systems push on us is more evident now than ever as we come out of the pandemic or settle into it for the long haul. Anesthesia providers face numerous challenges from higher patient acuity related to generally terrible preventative care and baseline health status of many of our patients to decrease reimbursement, pressure to increase volume with downward pressure on compensation and benefits in an environment where more and more OR personnel are hitting the travel circuit, leaving the quality and stability of local practices in constant fluctuation. So there's all of that layered on top of the challenge of staying sharp as a provider, working in dynamic systems that are not yet optimized for patient safety or provider well-being. That's where we work. That's our environment. So all of this means that there is a clear and compelling rationale to position this podcast as a guide for you, as a guidebook for the heroes of the story, each of you out there who are working to stay proficient and stand in the gap for your patients. And for those of you who are working to improve the systems of care we work in so that quality improvement raises all boats like a rising tide. Uh, Shout out to Rising Tide Brewing Company here in Portland, Maine. Uh, This perspective is what has informed my approach to the podcast for the last several years. And now that I've stepped into a chief serenade role, I'm learning more and more about how to support anesthesia providers every day. I've never been a fan of organizational charts that have pyramid structures with the boss, CEO, president, or leader at the top of the triangle and lower levels of management below the leader all the way down to the minion staff who are, you know, of course, doing unimportant work because that's what the triangle tends to imply. I think a more compelling story is created when we literally flip the organizational chart on its head and get an upside down triangle with the quote leader at the bottom supporting those above them who support those above them all the way up to the frontline staff who are doing the actual work of the organization. If you flip the traditional organizational chart upside down and then write mission and purpose at the very top of this upside down triangle, you get a clear picture of everyone's roles. Everyone from the CEO or leader at the bottom of the chart works to support those above them all the way up to the frontline staff who are doing the work that best encapsulates the mission and purpose of the organization. In the OR, the frontline staff are the registered nurses, surgical techs, anesthesia providers, surgeons, pre-op and PACU RNs and CNAs, PAs, NPs, pharmacists, and all the other people who are doing the work to care for our patients. 
And when these people and everyone below them, all the way down to the president of the hospital and the CEO of the health system, are serving the overall mission and purpose of the organization, everyone is moving in the right direction. Now I get it. This is a weird mental switch to engage in and think about organizations in this way. It's a different way of looking at leadership, but encapsulates how I've approached producing this podcast. It's definitely not about me or how many downloads or followers or how much income I can collect from this show. Uh, income being zilch <laughs> so far. Uh, but you know, it's but what it's really about is how helpful these shows are to you as you work to become the very best anesthesia provider possible. And this servant leadership philosophy is how I've been approaching my new role as a chief CRNA. My staff are amazing. My crew does incredibly important work. The stories I could tell you, the stories that I hope to tell you throughout 2023 on the podcast of people standing in the gap for our patients, uh, working to improve our systems of care and deliver on this promise to be there with expertise and kindness when it absolutely matters most for our patients. These stories are remarkable. And it's such a privilege to get to support a group of people who are doing such important work. If I can make their jobs easier, if I can help them fulfill our shared mission and purpose of providing the absolute best anesthesia care to our patients at our level one trauma center and our outpatient surgery center, and if I can help our crew do that while living full lives with balance and wellness in all the domains of their lives, then I will have succeeded. That's, that's the goal. That's the mission. There's so much to learn and so much to work on in this new role for me. I'm stoked about it. And I'm so stoked about the new perspectives that I will be uh, gleaning from this work that I'm doing uh, locally and what that will mean for this show and the stories and perspectives that I can bring and share with you. All right. So with all that said, I should also mention that we're hiring. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, but seriously, if you want to join our team and do the kind of work that I'm talking about, then come apply. Come see if our crew is a good fit for you. We have an excellent crew of CRNAs, physician anesthesiologists, and anesthesia techs. Our surgeons are world-class and friendly our hospital does work and takes a diversity and acuity of patients on par with any level one trauma center in the nation. And our town is literally one of the coolest in the nation, uh, Portland, Maine. Benefits and salary are competitive, but what truly sets us apart is our team. And you can't read about that in a Facebook post or a jobs board. You won't even understand that by listening to the podcast. You got to come check it out. The hospital is Maine Medical Center in Portland, Maine. You can apply on the main website for the hospital. Uh, definitely give us a call, talk to one of our staff members. And when you do, list them on your application and they will get a financial bonus if you end up joining the team. A small perk for somebody on our team. I'm so incredibly stoked to have had a small cadre of staff actually join our team in the last couple of years. So a, a handful of CRNAs have come to Main Med because they heard about the hospital through the podcast. And I've never directly pushed our practice or our group uh, in the past. I've just talked about, you know, the role that I've played as SRNA clinical coordinator. I've interviewed a bunch of surgeons and physician anesthesiologists and other leaders and CRNAs in our organization. Uh, but now that I'm the chief, well, <laughs> I get to make more formal uh, shameless plugs. So there's all that. 
but one more thing I want, I want to be clear on. I will always work to maintain a professional degree of separation between my place of employment and this podcast in terms of the information and opinions I share. My views and opinions and those of my guests do not necessarily represent those of any of our employers. With any medical education content, you should always consult with other healthcare experts, medical techs, in peer-reviewed journals before acting upon anything you hear in a podcast or social media post. you got to vet the stuff that you're actually listening to. And so with that, uh, stay tuned to the show. As always, my next guest will be Brian McGrory, a surgeon that I work with at Maine Med, who joined the show recently to talk about how to prevent periprosthetic joint infections and total joint replacement surgery and why these infections can be so devastating for patients. So stay tuned for that show to drop in the next week or so. And uh, welcome to 2023. I'm so grateful uh, to be here. I'm so stoked that you have found the show and that we're able to connect in this avenue. And I uh, look forward to what's to come this year. All right, take care. <laughs>